Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. And the show started. Sweet. Super sweet, Pat. Super, super sweet. A lot of craziness. A lot of stuff's been going on since last week. People are excited. People are pumped. One of those things, Pat, uh, you know the uh, polar plunge happened last week. Yeah, ComEd invited me over email, but I did not get an invite from you this year. You know, actually what happened with that is that I was going to tell you guys, I remember like a few weeks ago, I remember like mentally being like, oh yeah, I'm going to talk to them about it on the show. And then it wound up being one of the ones where uh, we thought everybody was going to make it in it. And then like you didn't make it that time. And then next time Paul didn't make it. And then I was like, all right, well then I had forgotten that, you know, I was just going to tell the group and then. We never timed that the three of us were together. So, yeah, I mean, technically, you knew about it. Would you have done it, Pat? Would I have done it? Uh, I don't know. How was the weather this year? Well, but you would have had to sign up before the weather. I know. I, kn- yeah. I know. I know. I know. Um, if you sincerely wanted me to, I would have. Uh, <laughs> it's not about what I want, Pat. It's about how much you care about Special Olympics. How much do you care oh, about so people's you're, special you're needs? Gonna, you're going to turn it into that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's basically it's not for me. It's not about the glory of me doing it. It's about how much of a, you know how much money is it doing for the cause? How much good is it doing for the cause? That sort of a thing. You know what? Fun fact: I actually donate to the Special Olympics every month. Every month is that true? It's true. Twenty five dollars gets auto debited, or, or what's the word? Auto debited. Interesting, Pat. That's uh, I actually did not. That is a fun fact. I did not. I did not donate to you. I did not I did not see that coming. So, <laughs> um I I decided to donate once and they had me donate with my card and it just keeps going every month now like a subscription. Yeah. And I was just like do I just be a jerk and cancel it? But I haven't. Well, I don't know if it's a jerk to the <laughs> 25 I mean that adds up after. That's a good donation that you're doing every time to that. So I did not know that it was monthly recurring, but I thought it was kind of sketchy when I offered to give them cash and they wanted to take my card. Yeah, well, that's actually so part of the thing that happened to the Polar Plunge this year. They raised the minimum to do it. It was like a hundred dollars you had to you had to give to it's uh, usually fifty, right? Yeah, and at one point it might have even less, like twenty five, when I first started doing it. But I had a friend that showed up that forgot to sign up. He showed up the, that day, and they're like, oh, no, online registration's over. You have to sign up you know, through us. And then he's like, okay, I'll do that. And they said, well, we'll only do $100 if it's cash. If you want to pay with a credit card, it's $200. Oh, wow. And he's like, no, uh, no, thank you. Uh, so then he's like, you know what? I'm just going to try to sneak in. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I agree. And then just donate to my thing later. So uh, what he did is he just uh, he just went in 
to the lineup when there was a big group of people going and was able to kind of sneak in that way. Like they were so kind of overwhelmed with the amount of people coming from the tent that we were in that they kind of just weren't looking at everybody's wristbands. So he was able to go in and, uh, and still do it. It was his first time doing it, but he enjoyed it. But I'll get more to the plunge later. Uh, Vaughn uh, V-Dog is going to call in with some uh, Corona updates. Why do you keep calling it Coroni? I know you didn't. Recording live from somewhere. Uh, yeah, Pat, you're, Pat's asking why I keep calling it Coroni virus. Coroni? Yeah. Coroni's lying, buddy. Come on. Yeah, come on, Pat. Come on, buddy. Okay, so you're, you're supposed to mispronounce it is what you're saying. Yeah. No, that's uh, that's the proper way to do it. That's what the doctor told me when I went in. So He said, yeah, you got the you got the Ronies big time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they just, they... <laughs> you're the kind of person who should go see a doctor Bob. yeah yeah no and i and i did he said i got a lot more wrong than just the ronies but he, he was gonna start there so you gotta start yeah you start big and then go to small um it's kind of a big when you say yeah. brony it sounds like pepperoni to me it doesn't sound like corona mm. yeah it's probably just my accent that's true vaughn has a pretty uh thick western chicago suburbs accent so it is harder uh, to yeah, understand them. Yeah, huge, huge accent. It's, yeah, well, it was a gentle southern draw in there. Yeah, it's for the time you spend in school in the yeah, south. Yeah, man, it's been, a, it's been a big week. Big week for me in the Rony virus, you know? So, uh, you know, first confirmed case in Illinois, um, probably the world. I don't know. So, uh, Vaughn, real fast, go through how did you find out you had Rony? Yeah, so, uh, you know, I woke up. I was with my family. We we're all sitting around watching, you know, TV, waiting for waiting for the doctor to announce it in the Roni draft. Um, you know, I was hoping I was going to be first round Roni, um, and I and I was, you know. So I was sitting there, you know, all of my loved ones around me, and then you know, commissioner comes on TV, doctor commissioner, by the way, and he was like, "Yeah, first round, Illinois selects Vaughn to have Corona," and I was like, "Boys, you made it! That's huge! That's huge, boys!" That's how it started. Wow. Yeah, yeah, so I got a good signing bonus. It was uh signing bonus was bronchitis and uh sinus infection. So it was, you know, you know, kids' dreams come true, man. So all right, real fast, back to bronchitis. Vaughn, what I heard is that when you were um top house uh frat boy, you had made a pledge write a paper about how bronchitis was fake. Yeah, that's actually exactly why I wanted to come on here. I'm a like seriously not even a joke i really do not believe that bronchitis is real um i think that it's really just the common cold they say that it's you know characterized by all the stuff that is just a common cold except like wheezing but yeah. dude if it was wheezing in the chest and i've had bronchitis like 30 times throughout my life um I never went to the doctor never been diagnosed for it until this week um and the second that the doctor said i had bronchitis i said that's a lie um so you know i denied treatment obviously yeah um but i'm a very firm believer that bronchitis is not real wow so and i want someone to prove me wrong okay so what do you think you just think you had the common cold and the doctor is basically just trying to do some sort of scam to get you to buy some some medicine or something along those lines yeah yeah they over prescribe everything they you know they call everything you know they always have a, a name for it um, but I mean, I think it's really just the common cold and then they just make it seem worse by saying it's bronchitis and you have to go get like medication for it, extra money out of your pocket. Yeah. Um, and guess where that money goes? Straight itself, to their maybe, pocket. Sometimes straight to their pocket. That's exactly, yeah. yeah. He's writing under the table scripts for cash. Yeah. So 
I mean, uh, I just know, dude, I, I really don't believe it. I think it was perpetrated by Obamacare. Um, I think Obamacare wow. created bronchitis. I would have to look into when the first case of bronchitis was, but I bet you that lines up right around 08, 09. Yeah, but I mean, don't, definitely don't look into it too much. No, 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 no. Um, I mean, I, I think you know, that... Obviously, the doctors... Yeah. They'll, they'll Yeah, they'll backfill the internet. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, well, the, the politicians, you know, they have their hands in the pockets of the doctors. Yeah. Um, you know, so obviously they're going to back up anything that they say. Exactly. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's really all... It, it's all fake, man. But, yeah, so, you know, when I was... When I was Tossing around, being top house, doing my thing. Uh, yeah, I had a guy write me a two-page report on why it's a liberal myth, and uh, it turns out his his original consensus was that it was the Clintons. So, <laughs> I mean, I, I haven't found anything that you know goes against that. So it could go even further back than Obamacare, from what he found. Yeah, but obviously the Clintons created Obamacare. Obama was just as you know, he's their puppet. Yeah, he was a, he was a pawn, as everybody knows. Um, all right, so uh, <laughs> the uh, Pat, do you have any questions about Ronies for Vaughn? I just want to say Ronies that every time, every time Vaughn speaks, I think about a scenario with him and his trap boys sitting around a couch. They each want to try Viagra just to see what happens next. It sounds like one of your weird erotic fantasies, Pat. I don't know why this <laughs> is what you think about every like every day. I just think that you're one of those guys who likes to experiment. That's all. The moment I removed his pants, I was astonished by the size of his python. Yeah, I, I've always, you know, been a fan of the saying "takes one to know one," um, and you know, that kind of makes me raise a few questions about you. What do you and your friends do? What do you and Jared do when you guys are, uh, you know, alone in a frat house? Are you guys taking Viagra? You guys doing a little elephant walk, Pat? I've no, never been in a frat right. house with Jared, so I can't answer that question. Vaughn, what what is an elephant walk for the? Uh, what's the word for uh, the people that aren't in frats? The what's what's the mean word for oh, people? Oh, GDs. Yeah, GDs. Yeah, GDI. What what's the what is an elephant walk for GDIs? Uh, you know, it's just typical frat boy maneuvers, buddy. That's uh, yeah, this might be a little explicit for the pod. You sure okay, you want all right. this? All right. How about you just say it and I'll bleep it out? I mean, I'll tell you what it is. Just say it and I'll bleep it out. Yeah, well, it's when, you know, you get a group of guys and you line them up and, you know, it's... <laughs> Sometimes, you know, it can be other objects. But, uh, you know, it's just a line of people with... Wow. Um, that's just, that sounds like something that Pat... I'm surprised Pat didn't know that one. He seemed like an expert. Um, I guess my sources are wrong, but... <laughs> I thought that having Paul on the show was bad, but this is just next level. <laughs> I'm, hey, I'm sure I, Paul... I said this might not be appropriate for pot, man. I said, <laughs> I'm sure you want the truth. And Jared, you know, it dug his fingers in too deep, buddy. <laughs> just like the elephant walk. Just like the elephant walk. Just like the elephant walk. All right, so, so Pat, I guess, did not have any questions about Ronies. But, Vaughn, you did say, you sent me a text, and you said something more specific here, if I'm not mistaken. Said... Yeah, what was that? Uh, you said that I su- you survived it. So how do you survive Ronies? Um, it's a lot of self-discipline. Um, you really got to focus on your mind. And what I did is, you know, once you have a strong enough mind, uh, you can kind of just tell the sickness to leave your body. Um, so obviously, you know, with my physical and mental capacity, I was able to do this, you know, fairly easily. Yeah. Uh, you know, some people dying from coronavirus. Yeah. I was just able to, after about five days, say, be gone! <laughs> and then it left. 
So is this where um, mind over matter, is that kind of where that plays a factor? Oh, 100%. Um, yeah, no, definitely. The sickness is all mental. Um, you know, I obviously had no physical ailments. Yeah, uh, I was perfectly fine. If anything, more than fine. Uh, the doctors were scared of how, how you know, just amazing my physique was, yep. my immune system, um, body fat percentage was at peak, peak levels right there. What is the peak level? Just my so people know. Dash time. Because Pat, because me and Pat actually had a discussion recently about body fat percentage, and he was thinking. His was, you know, Danger could get lower, zone. but what is ideal? Yeah. Oh, is this uh, when you guys are talking about if Pat had to gain, like, what was it, 100 pounds of of fat or lose it? Yeah, w- would it be better to gain 100 pounds or lose 100 pounds? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm a big fan of uh, the new diet where you try and get back to your birth weight. So I'm going to go <laughs> lose 100 pounds. Okay. Um, you know, my obviously my birth weight was, you know, 25 pounds, 10 ounces. Yeah, um, you know, a little bit girthy of a baby, you could That's say, true. but That's just true. trying to really get down to that same physique, kind of that, you know, Michelangelo's David, you know, if you will. It's almost like a, a you know, teddy bear jelly bean type physique, but, you know, just depending on how you look at it. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you know, don't look into it too much, okay? Yeah. You're going to run into, you know, truthers out there, but um, no, yeah, that's that's really what I think. As far as peak body fat, I would say somewhere around 0%. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. So I guess, Pat, I guess we can aim for that next time we're working out. Tell your trainer that. He said anything sub-6 is the danger zone. Welcome to the danger zone. Highway to the danger zone. I like that. Um, <laughs> it sounded better saying welcome, though. All right. Doesn't matter. Uh, Vaughn, thank you, though. I appreciate it. Yeah, buddy. Uh, you know, if anyone ever needs advice on anything health-related, uh, how to beat coronies, coronies, if you will, um, you know, how to how to absolutely just tell your doctor that you don't believe them when they tell you that you have bronchitis. Yeah. Um, you know, just reach out to me. Uh, Twitter is Vaughn underscore student. So you should be able to find me there. Okay. But... Yeah. Besides that, reach out with any questions. Um, yeah, man, it's all fake. That's all I got. Perfect. Wuhan is actually not even a real city in China. Wow. So haven't looked into that yet. People aren't talking about that. The stuff you don't. That's what I'm saying. The stuff the media doesn't want you to hear. Yeah, that's it. It's you know a couple of tricks that lawyers don't want you to know about. <laughs> you know some so. life hacks. <laughs> hey boys, well I appreciate you having me on the pod. Thanks, uh, you know, I hope you guys have a great rest of the show. Thank you. And uh, don't wash your hands. <laughs> Good advice. Good advice. <laughs> okay. All right, boys. I bid you adieu. Thank you, bud. Bird up. Hello. Just back to the plunge. I'll wrap that up real quick. Uh, yes, it was the it was the warmest. They said one of the warmest in the history of the plunge. So it's been going on for 20 years. It was like, you know, in the 40s outside, um, which was not so bad. Uh Al Roker did it. I think he's done it before, though. Uh, but it's good to see Al Roker. Um, he's not as funny now that he's lost a lot of weight. Uh, larger people are funnier people. Uh, I think you know there's a lot of evidence to that. The and the and the costumes we did were boxers. So I had a uh, boxing. We were yeah, kind of different variations of boxers. Two people were uh, refs, um, and then everybody else is kind of boxers. And we did not win the costume contest. I did have to fly. I had a wedding and. Minnesota on Saturday night for a coworker and I had to fly back 
at six. The flight was at six in the morning. I had to get up at like four fifteen in the morning to fly back. Uh, I realized that I had double booked that weekend, which is a pretty classic move of me to over over plan, uh, kind of schedule too many things at once. So I did that, and this time it, it kind of came back to bite me in the sense that I I, I flew directly from Minneapolis to Chicago, then took my car from the airport to the beach and then got in the tent in time for all the stuff for the polar plunge. So it was a long day. I don't mean to sound like a travel noob, even though I kind of am. How do you just leave your car at an airport? Uh, There's a parking structures. So uh, what a sucker will do, a sucker's bet is to leave it with the, uh, with the actual, all the airports actually have their own parking like o'hare has its own parking midway has its own parking but those are going to be way more expensive than these private companies uh that are corporations corporations are people and the corporations have a like a house like a a house a large house for cars we'll call it a large house for cars this is a garage is another word for that and that'll be off-site maybe like five minutes outside of the airport and then it'll charge you like this one i think is like 13 dollars a day so i was only there two days 26 dollars, taxes included and basically you park your car there they have a little shuttle that drives you over to the airport and then they they keep a shuttle there basically non-stop so as soon as you get they just tell you be outside of door five you go outside of door five and there's one of their shuttles already waiting there for you that takes you back to your car wild yeah, so it's a very efficient system if you, like, for me, I don't live anywhere close to either of the airports. So, like, if I were to Uber there, it costs a lot more than me trying to park there. And sometimes they have... Were yeah. there, yeah. besides Al Roker, was there anybody, like, of fame there by any chance? Well, classic uh, person that went with our ComEd group, Otis Wilson, former uh, yes, Chicago Bears, <clears throat> uh, for the 85 Bears. I was on the 85 Bears. Uh, he led out the ComEd team. Again, so other than him and Al Roker, I didn't recognize. They have a lot of the Chicago Fire and Chicago PD cast, um, but I don't know many of the people on those shows. But uh, other than that, I was not familiar with anybody. I'm kind of surprised you don't know anybody on any of those shows. Oh, I don't really watch those shows. I mean, I'm around those people, um, you know, at work, but I don't. I like we don't do a ton of work with them, so I don't. I don't necessarily see them very often. Uh, like, you know, maybe I'll see them in passing, but I wouldn't even know who they are because I don't watch the show. Yeah. You want to know something? Yes. I don't watch those shows either. I'm not shocked. I'm not shocked by that at all. Shocking. So uh, that's enough about me, Pat. I want something you want to get to. I know you got a lot to... I have a question. They say um, there's the whole term, it's like riding a bike you never forget. Yeah. Right? Is ride, is driving a car like riding a bike? Because my car just died, and I don't think I'm going to have one for a while. <laughs> yeah, you were you were kind of working your car at its last legs uh, for a while, right? You were kind of wanting to... Oh, it sucks. We yeah. talked about it on the pod. It was yeah. the whole... It had to pass the fucking test thing. The emissions. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I took this car in two times. Two times. I spent over $1,000 to get oh, it fixed. God. Both times, I'm driving to go get the test, and the fucking light comes on. That's so ridiculous. I finally, yeah, I finally like am coming home on Christmas, and all of a sudden the car's overheating, and so I'm like, yeah. that ain't good. So my car sat in the driveway for a couple months because I didn't, I, I just put so much money into it. Yeah, it's like I'm not taking it back until like a couple months pass. <laughs> yes, take it back, it's dead. It's gone. What do you I mean? Spent it's all dead, that money for nothing. 
it's like the engine's blowing like gray smoke or something. Oh God. Yeah, oh, like I wonder it's if it, undrivable. Wonder if something happened when it overheated. Perhaps. But anyway, I'm now like full city life, have to take the CTA everywhere yeah. and walk. Yeah. So I think I kinda like that because like cars are expensive just because of the repairs, right? Very much so. Yeah. There's like no more gotchas. But at the same time, if I actually have to go somewhere, like somewhere far, it's it kind of sucks, it's to be ha- honest with you. It's kind of a hassle now, right? Right. I got a family party out in Plainfield. Like, I looked at that, like, lift. I was like, no, uh-uh, that ain't happening. So, do you have to, what do you have to do now is basically try to find, like, another family member that's going and, like, Uber to their place? Exactly. Yeah. the carpool, except I don't have a car, so I can't contribute. Yeah. It would be interesting to do a comparison of the cost of having a car in the city versus not having a car. Like, what are you paying on... Ubers and Lyfts and, you know, uh, CTA travel and all that kind of stuff versus what are you paying on car parking and potential tickets and repairs and stuff like that and gas. You know, I would be curious to see what the price difference was because I don't, I'm curious how much of a savings it actually is or is not. Didn't like that city stickers, like 150 bucks. You yeah. got to renew your plates. I mean, yeah. I'm just, I'm done. I'm done. I'm not driving for a while. Insurance and all that. Yeah. I get it. And I I don't know how quick I would come back. I think um I think you're a decent enough driver that even you coming back and being not as good would still be better than like 75% of the drivers, especially the Ubers out there. Probably correct. Yeah, I think it's okay if you even take a little step back next time you have to drive. I think you'll still be okay. Well, I hope I don't forget. Yeah, me too, Pat. Me too. <laughs> um I did I did want to play something for you, Pat. Hey lady. How's your day going? Well, Luis Guzman, he didn't order by saying I'm going to do the Caesar. So that's pretty good. Oh, God. So, yeah, Pat, so she said, how's your day going? At least he didn't, you know, say I'm going to do the Caesar. So that's going pretty good, which is literally an exact thing that you've said in the past when you were working at the salad uh, on an older chubstep when you used to work at the salad bar in Marquette at the dining hall. Yes. I. Um, it wasn't just females. Like, men would do it, too. Yeah, I don't know why you're discriminating. Um, no, she said that the guy would do it. Oh, yeah, she said at least he did, at least the guy didn't say that. But yes, both both sides would say it. Um, but it was something that really bothered you instead of saying, "Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, imagine you're not talking about a salad. You're just like, I'm gonna do that burger. Yeah, what the <laughs> fuck does that mean? I'm gonna yeah. do that hot dog. I'm gonna do that cake. Yeah, like it just comes comes off the tongue kind of weird. So yeah. I don't like it, but. I would notice it because where I worked, it was like a food court. So I wasn't just limited to the salad bar. Yeah. Like I rolled burritos. I was um, grilling burgers and chicken and whatnot. People would only say that at the salad line. They would just <laughs> say, I'm going to do the Caesar or I'm going to yeah. do the fragrant green. I just – I couldn't wrap my head around it. I, You know, I, I don't mean to discriminate, but I thought it was a Wisconsin thing for a while. But it turns out it was just everybody who was getting a salad. It, that's an odd thing, and it's it's odd that not, like you were the first person I ever heard point that out. <clears throat> Since that time, I've heard some people order things like that, and then now this is actually a commercial bringing it up. But I just this is years later, you know, maybe an old Chubstep fan going through the Chubstep classics. Either way, it was a good call. Uh, Pat called it years ago, so be warned, guys, on dates. First of all, yeah, yeah. What's another one that was just sound weird? Like I'm gonna do the fries. Or any, any I'm gonna say, do the 
I'm gonna do the grapes. <laughs> yeah, any, literally any anything that you're saying I'm gonna do is just not a good way to phrase it. It sounds odd. I'm gonna do the banana. I'm yeah. gonna do the the you know the watermelon and the milk jugs. I don't fucking know. It just yeah. doesn't sound right. <laughs> no, Lavorskin. I have an awkward story, and I, I don't know. I just feel like talking about it. There's no real like lesson from this. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> it happened this morning. It's still yeah. bothering me. Yeah. So I have a coworker who I've been working with for maybe about a year now. Yeah. And I would say that we are friendly, but we don't necessarily hang out or talk. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was on a bus this morning and that coworker got on the same bus and we made eye contact, and the coworker chose to go sit in the back of the bus when there was like seats next to me. <laughs> and so, what made it even more awkward was the bus route like stopped like a couple blocks early, and this person was just like walking away from me, like doing anything they could not to talk, like be stuck oh walking God. with me for like three, four blocks. <laughs> so, I think the only way that you truly. Um, Avoid this. It's just wear sunglasses. That's all you can do now. Yeah, you would you would want something like sunglasses so that it's not an official. Hey, we made eye contact. Yeah, it's just like I don't know if this person was like hungover or just like going through some personal stuff or whatever. But like that was like the most awkward like three four blocks on the bus and then the <laughs> walk. I was like, wow, this person is literally speed walking away. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, <laughs> there was. There was zero conversation at work yeah. today. It was yeah, like, just so uncomfortably it's like, awkward. What did you do to this person that made them act like that? And it's, I don't think it's, anything. Exactly. I, I think nothing. It's, it's just, just like now they've made it a thing. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> now we can't talk for like two weeks. Yeah. We're just <laughs> yeah. going to pretend it didn't happen. Yeah. Well, uh, good luck next time you see that. It's probably going to happen again if you guys take the same route. That's a good point. Oh shit! <laughs> I gotta come up with a new way to get to work. <laughs> yeah, strike one against the uh, public transportation. That's strike one. Yep. <laughs> uh, I wanted to give an, uh, an update for people. Um, what's happening in St. Charles? People seem to like the uh, me talking about that. Uh, you know, have you been following along with that, Pat? Uh not as much as you. Okay, yeah, it's true. <laughs> uh, so, <clears throat> this is the group that is. Uh, I've been trolling this uh, Facebook group for suburban uh, parents, basically. So what happened here? Let's see. Here was an update from the other day. Uh, This uh, lady or this guy says, where can I dispose old medication? I tried to take it back to CVS and they said they can't dispose it uh, anymore. Uh, So he was asking for advice. Where does he take old, you know, stuff like that. So, uh, I got a text from Chubstep Lauren, and Chubstep Lauren asked for, hey, can you make a comment on what's happening in St. Charles with this? So I go ahead and I write uh, something to help this guy out, right? Because he needs some help on where to where to bring old drugs. That was nice. So I said, uh, be careful of who's working behind the counter at any pharmacy. My cousin, Ricky Winterborn, went to drop off old drugs, and drugs is in quotations, to what he thought was a CVS employee. Turned out to be a scheme where, as the worker went to the bathroom, a punk kid dressed in similar clothing would pretend to be the attendant and accept the pills and run. Crazy what some people will do. So actually, nice thing enough, Chubstep Ben replied to this, and he said, The same thing happened to my sister's brother-in-law, Vince Diesel, no relation to the actor, out in Villa Park. (laughs) 
He always makes sure to verify the disposal with a manager now. Uh, yeah, just some clarification. Chubstep Ben helped out. Uh, this is a real thing. If you go to, to give your drugs away at a CVS that are old drugs, expired drugs, whatever, you don't want people to take in the wrong hands. Be careful that who you're giving to actually works at CVS. You know, I think it's a good uh, warning. There's another one here, Pat. Uh, this one wasn't for me, but I appreciated this one. It says, uh, some, some person posted, 30% of Americans say they had a near miss because they personally were distracted while driving. So, like, so it was some mom posting this comment on there, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, a guy replied, I read this while driving. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's cracking. So somebody else is, a good one. is contributing to the cause. Um, okay, so I want to give you an update on that. Uh, and then I wanted to get to a quick... Uh, Billy Bob Thornton movie review here. Hey, before you do that, you yeah. know what? I went on Facebook this morning. Sure. Seven years ago, you photobombed me. Was that the picture I posted on the Chubstep Instagram? Ah, uh, I don't know. I don't. Were, I didn't see that. Were you at a party? It was the party at the at the place. Yeah, you were trying to hit on some girl, and she kept rejecting you. And then I was standing in the picture behind you. Some girl asked to take a picture with me, and then you got in the picture behind me. Oh yeah, maybe I just interpreted the other part of that. Yeah. Um, okay. So, <laughs> yeah, that was so that picture smooth. is on so smooth. <laughs> that picture was on Chubstep's Instagram. If people want to look that, it was a classic. I'm just yeah, photo Bobby this picture. Um, okay, here it is, Billy Bob Thornton. Hello, I'm Billy Bob Thornton, and do me a favor. Once we start, let me get three sentences out before you ask me another inane goddamn question. Well, they don't make sense because uh, what's well, like this, you can say three, but not four. It's funny because we have rules in network television. I can barely keep my ass in the seat. I want to run up on the stage and like mess the guy's hair up and turn the furniture over and you know, stuff like that. I'm obviously not an albino, so. Uh, yeah, I have a I have a phobia about antiques, certain kinds, anything before night, uh, anything before 1950 or so. Okay, shut the f up. I'll do it. Yeah, that's what we did. We we took a the guy who was six five and shrunk him down for the. Maybe. Wow. Yeah. Only in Hollywood. Anyway, no, I'm not an albino. God oh. damn it. I mean, seriously. What he's a dwarf. Of course he's that short. That's... What kind of question is that? Am I on acid? From 2003, Pat. Uh, directed by the Coen brothers. The Coen brothers, you know, familiar with the Coen brothers? I've heard the term. Yeah, they directed uh, The Big Lebowski and Fargo, things like that. Oh, I love that movie. Yeah. I don't think you're gonna like this one as much. It's called Intolerable yeah, Cruelty. Sounds brutal. <laughs> yeah. So it even says it's intolerable in the name. Uh, description: A beautiful gold digger matches with a shrewd Beverly Hills divorce divorce lawyer, who is increasingly attracted to her. Who plays these roles, Pat? Some good-looking people themselves. Mr. George Clooney and Miss Catherine Zeta-Jones. Nice. The two of them, uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones. Basically, the movie starts off with, um. Basically, Catherine Zeta-Jones finding out her husband is cheating on her. She takes him for all he's worth. Uh, George Clooney is a lawyer, is a is a divorce lawyer. Um, then it kind of yeah, kept it keeps going from there. Basically, you know, she there keeps going these schemes back and forth where she's getting married to more guys, he's divorcing more people, all these different sorts of things. It just kind of follows the two of them. Cedric the Entertainer is in this. Pat, your favorite Cedric the Entertainer, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know if I've ever seen a movie with him in it, if I'm being 100% honest with you. Have you ever seen Barbershop, Pat? No. 
then maybe you've never seen a Cedric the Entertainer movie. Maybe not, but I know who he is. Okay. Uh, no, he's been he's been at a ton of things. He uh, in this he plays a guy that busts the. He's a guy that's basically like filming a show called. It's basically like Cheaters, where he busts people, you know, while they're having sex with a significant other, or not a non-significant other, I should say. Um, one of the guys that plays Catherine Zeta-Jones' ex-husband is Edward Herman. You would know Edward Herman as Richie Rich's dad in the movie Richie Rich. In his uh, L.A. home that they walk into, the same RR, which is on the doors of Richie Rich's mansion, is on the doors of Rex, Rex Roth's mansion, which is Edward Herman's character. And so a little fun fact for you, tying Richie Rich to this movie. Uh, Pat, as you also maybe would have noticed, George Clooney and Catherine Zeta-Jones also starred in the movie Ocean's 12. Have you seen Ocean's 12? I've seen 11 and 13. I've not seen 12. Well, that's good because Ocean's 12 is the worst one. It's odd that's that... That's what people say. Yeah. It's odd that the third one is significantly better than the second one, but that was the case in this scenario. And I've heard people, I want to say uh, Don Cheadle admitted to that being the fact that Yes, hey, the second one was bad. Sorry about that. We made the third one good. So Third one was really good. Yeah, third one is great. Uh, then, of course, Mr. Billy Bob Thornton is in this. He plays Howard D. Doyle. Uh, basically, Howdy Doyle. Howdy do. Howdy, partner. He plays one of Catherine Zeta-Jones' husbands. There is a... What I'll say about this movie is this feels like just a very classic rom-com there's a lot of like legal stuff that's going on in this that doesn't feel accurate at all to how actual legal proceedings would go. There is a twist in this movie, uh, but the twist is very obvious. <laughs> like basically the second you could see that as a possibility, it's like, oh yeah, that's going to happen. And then of course it happened. Um, and I would just say that the movie is is very okay, but it's just like, especially for being like a Coen Brothers movie, I just was expecting a lot more because you've got like some good actors and stuff in this and it just is just the movie is so just blah. It just kind of so like it's kind of it seems so over the top and George Clooney's character becomes like very unbelievable later on in the movie. I just I would it's middle tier for me because it's watchable, but it's just like I don't know. I just got kind of disappointed with it. Middle tier Alamo scale for me. A uh, Sam Houston on the Alamo scale. Well done. Thank you. Hi, this is Billy Bob Thornton. Welcome to my official website. And as Sage says, what's up? We got emails. Maybe we'll save them for for next week if there's something you want to get to. Uh, Do you think Paul's really hammered right now or do you think he's just doing something else? Uh, I would believe Paul, knowing Paul's history um, of drinking, it would not shock me that he was hammered at a what he claims to be a bachelor or not a bachelor party, a birthday party. Very different. Um, yeah, no, I'm going to believe his story. <laughs> you you think he's lying? Do you think he's just doing something else and wants to cover it up? No, I honestly have no idea. That's why I was curious. Oh, no, I think I know if I ask him, he's just going to be like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Spot on Paul impression too. I like that. <laughs> I'm at the club. Okay. Popping bottles. That's what Vegas is all about. Not going to Hashigogo arguing about a $5 spicy upcharge. Uh, 
Okay, I actually also had some Tanzanian news here, Pat. The infection causes immediate respiratory failure, and scientists claim that new patients are now transmitting. You know what Fugazi is? Fugazi, it's a fake. Fugazi, Fugazi, it's a wazi, it's a wazi, it's a fairy dust. From Tanzania? Yes, I am. So this is kind of a sad thing. Uh, 20 people were stampede, were killed in a stampede as people were trying to uh, rush to walk on blessed oil during a prayer meeting. What religion is this? Uh, let's see. Okay, so he somebody had been promising huge crowds prosperity and a cure for illnesses. Um, who passed over what he described as anointed oil, which he poured over the ground during his services. So this guy just poured like this, you know, miracle oil over the ground. Um, And so everybody kind of rushed to go over there, ended up killing 20 people. Yikes. Yeah. It was just such a huge Here's some advice, people. Just calm down. Just slow down. Yes. Uh, Let's see if this says what religion is. I remember, Jared, my, um, I think we had the same economics professor in college but i don't remember his name guy glasses and a mustache um yes one one thing he told our class was they could drastically eliminate the death toll globally if they just made the speed limit everywhere 10 miles an hour so this just applies here because all these people are in a big rush and it's causing a big commotion and people are getting trampled yes long story short just slow down yeah Yes, exactly. Patience is a virtue, right? Confucius said that. Sure. Basically, it says this has been, there's been a rise of, uh, it's basically, they're called like miracle healing gospel gatherings. It doesn't really say, it says a church, so I mean, it might be in the Christianity realm, but it doesn't seem like it's an actual uh, sanctioned move by anybody. But uh, anyway, the guy that, the guy that organized the whole thing is, is getting arrested, so... Uh, hopefully he can heal himself in jail. Wild. Wild. All right, yeah, we'll wrap it up on that high note there. Um, <clears throat> uh, people at Tanzania News. See, this is why this is why I haven't done Tanzania News recently, people. It's uh, depressing. It's sad. Uh, I did miss, I missed the opening, but, like, yeah, there's just, like, what are we supposed to talk about? I mean, I've got other stuff. I got people that were getting. Arre- I got a bunch of people getting arrested. You know, I don't know. Maybe they just. Yeah, I just need more positive Tanzanian news. Give me some positive Tanzanian news. Email the show at dot podcast at gmail dot com. We have some other stuff later, but uh, thank you, Pat, uh, and screw you, uh, Steed, for flaking. Right? Flake. Flake. Yep, that is true. Uh, but hopefully, get everybody back next week, and we have some new guests and stuff like that. Uh, thank you, Pat. P- rate the show on iTunes, people. If you have not done that yet which i know many people have not uh write a review and we will read it on the show whatever it says thank you for listening as always yeah and um and yeah, so I, what I about sorry to, to the guy I, on the I, bus I, sorry to the guy on the bus oh to my coworker. um i don't know what's going through your head but <laughs> i feel for you dog okay there we go all right uh prayers prayers out there for him so uh <laughs> the show has ended uh, i rest my case now you know you got to go. Peace. This is Yasin.